And good morning, FFM. We are so glad you're here. We are back in the building this morning. Can, we need to hear some excitement. Come on. Everybody give me some excitement. Hey, we're also going live stream right now. Let's give a loud round of applause for those who are tuning in on our live stream. Come on, let's hear it for, for those on live stream. So we, uh, for those of you who have been, uh, been watching on the live stream, we've been starting a little early with a uh, with some announcements and everything with a shorter service time. So right now, I am talking directly to those who are on live stream, watching in from all around the world. Um, we get them from, from so many countries, from so many different continents. It's just been amazing to see. So you guys can keep doing your things. We're gonna just run through a couple of things for them. Um, but while you are sitting here and while you're talking, please pull out your phone. Please pull it out, please get onto Facebook, and please hit the share button. You guys, none of you in here have an excuse, because I'm looking right at you, but if you're watching online, if you're uh, here in the building, please, please get on and share uh, the live stream. The more shares we get, it's incredible. Uh, the number of views as that goes up, it just gets, um, it reaches so many more people. We talk about being a part of our evangelism team, and that is a great way to reach uh, people just by getting on your phone and sharing our, uh, our, our Facebook page and our Facebook live stream. Uh, for this morning, we are so excited uh, to, uh, to celebrate the faithfulness 
of this body of people. We have been just amazed. Uh, through all of this, your guys' faithfulness has been amazing. Um, so for those of you uh, who are here or who are watching on live stream, we're continuing to use PushPay, of course. So uh, please get on PushPay. You can reach that link at Facebook. Um, it's on the, the post for this live stream. You can get it on our website or through the app. If you don't have the app yet, um, that app is the My Church app. If uh, you go to your app store, type in My Church. Download the app and you can search for Firm Foundation. Pull that up. We've got great information. And with the shorter service times, uh, we're going to really be encouraging everybody. Please, for announcements, please get on and check out our Facebook app, check or our, our online app, check out Facebook. We're going to be putting most of our announcements up there to, to cut down on the service time to, to help to where we have as much time um, for an hour and a half and really. Uh, kind of trying to keep it confined. So for push pay, you're welcome to do that. And if this is not your home church and you're, uh, you're uh, joining us this morning because your church doesn't have the ability to do this, please, 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 please support your own church. We're not asking you to share your finances with us. We are asking you to please support your home church, help your pastor out, help your leadership out, make sure that you, uh, you're, you're following the scriptural teachings and getting your tithes in. And we love to see other churches blessed. And we, while we've seen our people bless us, we love to see your church blessed as well. So uh, sermon notes. Our sermon notes, uh, as you're following along, are on the exact same uh, the options. You have Facebook, the website, and the My Church app. And we also have the kids' notes up there. So um, do we have some copies? I, I'm looking for some copies in here this morning. Uh, but you kids, if you're in the building this morning, you're able to go ahead and get on your phone and uh, continue to do it um, on your phone. Um, get those sent in. We're going to announce our winner here in just a little bit um, for last week. Uh, but we do have those, those kid notes. Again, those are up on Facebook. They're on the website. They're on the app. Uh, you can get to them very, very easily. Make sure you do that. Follow along. The adults, you're welcome to do it as well. So, um, all right, we're going to go into quiz questions. We're, uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to give any new ones this week. We are going to just do the answers from last week. But let us know. If you're here in the building, let us know if you guys want us to continue doing this. Uh, you guys can do the answers along with us. Uh, so we're going to throw up that first quiz question. First quiz question. What did Samson kill or use to kill a thousand of the Philistines? Who in here knew that? Come on, who? Cindy, you didn't know that. Oh my goodness, Cindy. He used the jawbone of a donkey, the jawbone of a donkey to kill a thousand Philistines. All right, next question. How many wives did Solomon have? How many wives did Solomon have? He had, and we did not make any smart remarks about this. All right, nobody made any smart remarks. We all kept our mouths shut. Um, 700 wives and 300 concubines. 700 wives, 300 concubines. And the last question. What was the incredible apostle named Matthew? What was he before he followed Jesus? And that was a tax collector. A tax collector. Uh, is it still true today? Is that what you're saying, Mark, uh, Mike? <laughs> Boy, you know what? This is a whole lot easier when you don't have uh, remarks getting thrown back at you from the audience. 
Hey, we are excited you are here. Um, we just, and, and for those of you online, we are so excited that you are online joining us this morning. Um, we're going to continue with the, uh, with the comments and the, and the conversation online. If uh, the, the people in here, if you are uh, during worship, if you want to hop on and you want to be a part of that ongoing conversation, we encourage you to do that. We encourage you uh, to continue to connect those who are not able to be here. Listen, there's plenty of reasons why people are not able to be here this morning. Um, and we want to continue to connect the people in this building with the people that are, uh, that are watching from home, um, whether it be from other churches or if they're not feeling well, any reason that they've decided. Uh, but it's just been a great way. Who in here has enjoyed being able to converse and communicate with those while watching from home online? It's just been incredible uh, to see what you guys have been doing. Uh, so we love that. So uh, we got through those quiz questions. Hey, um, the offering, the offering baskets are, they are around here. Uh, there's some ushers there by the side doors as you're coming in. Um, if you need to drop your offering in there, you can do that and uh, get that put in there. So I would wait. It's not a whole lot more to do, but, but to get excited. It's been, it's, it's been great. Um, just a reminder, you can use PushPay. For those of you who are online, you can use PushPay. Um, please, again, share the live stream. We're asking you, please, please do that. Share that live stream. And, uh, and, and what the, the part that we're excited about, the, the, the quiz questions, the quiz, uh, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the kids' notes winner. And hey, we're going to get the, uh, well, we don't even have a drummer yet. All right, I was going to have him use out the new bass, but we, uh, we're going to go ahead, we're going to get, uh, can somebody do a drum roll for me, please? I don't know where he went. Johnny Carlos, where are you? There he comes. All right, hey, for the kids' notes, this week's winner is, and I want to hear a loud round of applause, it's been kind of quiet in here, Michael Wilson, congratulations, Wilson, congratulations. Please make sure you get uh, with Pastor Don. Um, please make sure you get with him and uh, you talk about what you uh, what, what your prize is going to be for that. And so we are we're just excited um, as we get ready now. Uh, we're here at nine o'clock. We're ready to transition into our to our live service in here. We could not be more excited that you guys are back here with us. Uh, we have had a lot of fun in here um, bringing the service to you. But believe me, we did miss you. We did. And uh, we're, we're hoping you guys are excited about some of the new things that are going on in here uh, to, to reach those who are not able to be here. Um, another part of it, and Don will talk about the playground a little bit more um, in here in a little bit, but there is going to be a work day coming up on the playground. Uh, so please make sure if you are interested in coming next Saturday to help get the playground uh, completely finished up. Right, well, I don't know if it will be finished up, but, but closer to being finished up, everything uh, maybe updated and uh, kind of tidied up from over the winter. Please see Justin Gentz on that one. Um, he will uh, be the one leading that. So I'm ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Hey, are you guys ready? Listen. It has been building, hasn't it? The excitement has been building. We have been just in anticipation of what God is going to do. And if you didn't come this morning with anticipation, if you didn't come this morning with that feeling of energy inside of you, if you didn't come with your heartbeat just a little bit higher this morning, I, I, hope, you I hope you check your pulse. All right? Let's, get, let, let's stand up. Don's going to bring a few announcements, but let's stand up. Let's get some space. Let's get a little bit uh, of energy going. And Pastor Don's going to take us, and he's going to lead us right into worship. Amen. Welcome home, y'all. 
Come on, let's give God a big praise, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, welcome. I said, let's welcome everybody in the house of the Lord. Come on, let's welcome the Lord in this place. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a big hand of praise. It's so good to be in God's house today. We're excited to see you all. Thank you for helping us make this happen and, and coming back home, amen, to, to where we belong and uh, in our worship and those things. Uh, it, it is so good. Some things that I want to celebrate and give you a reason as we go into worship this morning. It's Pentecost Sunday. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And, and never have we realized how much we needed the Spirit of God more uh, than a day like today coming into this place. Um, we're, we're, we're just gathered to worship the Lord and celebrate His goodness. Amen. We want you to understand this, right? The altars are still open. But during this time, if someone comes to the altars, we're going to reserve altar ministry for the eldership team. Amen. I know that over the years we have taught you to pray for one another. And we welcome you to come and do ministry and those things. But in the abundance of caution, just celebration, we're going to reserve if people come to the altars. Just pray for them where you're at and let the elders move out and do that. Amen. If you can help us when, when service is dismissed, try to, do, try to exit out the side doors as the second service people are coming in the front doors. That'll help us a lot. Amen. Hallelujah. Good things. Uh, the playground will be closed for the month of June. Uh, just remember that after that we'll go to parent supervision. But there's one thing that I want to talk to you about this morning. And like Matt said, that if you're a visitor here because your church is not in service yet... Uh, we want to welcome you. Again, let's welcome all our visitors. Come on, right? One thing we want you to do, though, is whatever decision your church, the church you've been called to, whatever the decision they have made, whether to go back into service or to hold off just yet, we want you to honor them. Uh, if you're giving, like, in all of these things, our, please don't give at Firm Foundation Ministries. Give to your home church. Hello, somebody. Support your home church uh, because your leadership at your home church has never had to leave their church through a global pandemic. And so there's no judgment on the decisions that they have made. Amen. Uh, as, a, as a pastor, I am supporting every pastor in this area about the decisions because the weight of that is incredible. But we are overwhelmingly honored that you would come and visit with us. Amen. And that's good. That being said, let me give you some reason to celebrate the goodness of the Lord. In the beginning of this pandemic, I met with our financial team and I said, look, we've got to adjust the budget of the church because I believe our people are going to be faithful, but I also believe that they're going to have a smaller pool to be faithful out of. And so we anticipate that our offerings may go down just because of, of those particular reasons, not because people won't be faithful, because they have less to be faithful with. And so our financial team went back to the drawing board and listen to this. They reduced our weekly spending because of the ministries that wouldn't be activated and all those things that would be shut down. They reduced our weekly spending by $3,000 a week. By $12,000 a month, they pinched that budget so hard so that we would have a basic operating, because we still did ministry during it, amen? Give your financial team a hand, come on. They pinched it. Now that being said, those ministries are up and running. We started children's ministry again today. We're not waiting. Their, their finances and those things are going to happen. 
But I want you to understand this. Because of your faithfulness, our original budget to operate was 10-6 a week. We needed $10,600 at $10,600 a week to operate. That's the basic budget. They pinched it down to $7,700 a week to operate. Hello, somebody. That was amazing. But because of your faithfulness, you want to know what our average offering was for the week during COVID-19? $10,585. Come on, somebody. That's our weekly average. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Now, let me tell you something. Here's the goodness of the Lord. Because of your faithfulness, because of God's faithfulness to us, we are only off of our original budget all the way through this global pandemic, right, by $1,800. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Now, I'm not done yet. We took up our annual Easter offering during COVID. We still did it. We felt like the Lord said, yes, do it. This year, our Easter offering was $50,062. Come on. That was our Easter offering. Now, just to give you a little perspective, last year we took up an Easter offering. There was no COVID-19. Last year, our Easter offering was only $50,300. This year, we missed beating last year by a little less than 200 bucks. Come on, somebody give God praise. Let me just tell you something. Sometimes you got to look for what God is doing in the midst, amen, of who you are in order to have confidence that he's still for you, he's still with you, that God's people are still, amen, believing God to be who he was and, and, and in their own lives. And now money is money. You guys know I only preach one or two sermons a year on giving. And uh, based on that, you guys have been faithful. This church has been faithful. It's been so good. And I want us to realize that when the world says, shut down, the church says, watch what our God can do. Amen. Hallelujah. And so this morning is a morning to celebrate God. And Acts, when, on the day of Pentecost, right? Like I said last week, Jesus had revealed himself to over 500 people as a resurrected Savior. 500 people. But only 120 people were in the upper room. What happened? What happened to those other 380 people? They gave up early. They didn't walk. They didn't wait it through. This morning, we have waited it through. Come on, somebody. Come on, we've waited it through. And we've made it to this day. And we're going to press in this morning. I want you to let God pour himself out on you today in a powerful, powerful way. Amen. And let him touch you and revive us for who he is. I believe God has been putting us in the spirit of revival in order to stir the gifts of the Lord inside of us. To, to show a lost and dying world. Amen. In the midst of the greatest, darkest time that we could ever experience in our lifetime. That God is still a light shining. Amen. And what better way than a lost world seeing the church. Amen. Praise their living God. Amen. This morning we want you to celebrate the goodness of the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. So Father, today we have come. We have come, Lord, to worship you. Our business today is with you. And so God, pour your spirit out this morning and have your way, God, like, Lord, in our hearts and lives. Father, renew and refresh us, God. 
Lord, for over 10 weeks, God, we've been told we can't gather for worship. Lord, but we're reminded of a time when Moses stood before Pharaoh and said, let my people go because we've got business to do with our God. This morning, God, we say the same thing. We have come to do business with you, Jesus. We have come to do business with you. We have waited for this day. And Lord, we ask, God, that you pour yourself out on us, God. Have your way in our hearts and lives as we celebrate your goodness in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Who's ready to worship this morning? Man, what I love about the Lord is that even though our situation in this church changed, we haven't been able to worship in the same room for, the, for like two and a half months. What I love about God is that he hasn't changed. Come on, does someone in here believe that God hasn't changed? no matter what has been happening in our circumstances. So we have an opportunity to praise him. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So we wanna give you an opportunity to praise freely this morning. If you have breath this morning, you have an opportunity to worship. You have been called to worship. So let's praise our King this morning. Yes, Father, we worship you this morning. We believe that you are good. We believe that you are faithful. Father, we praise you. Oh. Every voice, sing out, let praise be a weapon. Let praise be a weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. Let it rise, let praise arise. We sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are and we claim your victory. Let it rise, let praise arise. Here we go. This is what freedom feels like. This 
So this next song we're gonna sing is called Rattle. And I don't know about you, but this song has been a blessing in my life during this, during this season. In this song, it talks, it talks about the dry bones being raised to life. And as we prophesy in faith to believe for the dry bones to come back to life, maybe you're here this morning and there's something dead in your life. Maybe there's, maybe you're, you're struggling with, with the depression that, that, that keeps you dead inside. Maybe you're struggling with an anxiety. Maybe you're struggling with an addiction. Or maybe it's fear, a broken relationship. Whatever it is, we all have different things in our life that makes us feel dead inside. But God wants to raise it this morning. God wants to bring it to life this morning. So whatever that is for your life, or maybe you're praying for someone else, for someone else in your family for a healing. Maybe you have a prodigal in your life. Whoever and whatever it is, let's prophesy this morning. Let's bring it back to life.
Your faithfulness, God, never changed. You are faithful, God. And we praise you. We worship you. Oh, just praise him for a moment. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. God, we praise you. God, we worship you. God, we love you, Lord. You are so good. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, you are here. Moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. Wow. 
Even when I 
one thing if you feed your faith you starve your fear because my God is a good God I gotta rely on him all the time even when pain is all racing through my body and I don't even feel like moving God seen a way he made a way for me as he did. I can call on the name of Jesus and I know he'll be right there on time. My God never stopped working. He never stopped working. So I don't have to see. I can feel my God moving all around me because he never stopped working inside me. Show you. 
there's you turn seas into highways. My God is a miracle working God. And you guys know my mother has been trapped in Trinidad. They've closed the border for months. They've not reopened the borders yet. Nobody's coming in. Nobody's going out. But, but what can my God do? Guess who's getting on a charter plane with the borders closed this Saturday? My mom's coming home. He turned the seas into a highway. We prayed that prayer. We put our faith into words, into action, and belief. God can do miracles for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. Yeah. Father, Lord, we embrace your presence. It's 531 Pentecost Sunday, Lord. Father, we don't know what to expect from you, but goodness. And so, Lord, we want to posture our heart and life, y'all to receive that in the middle of time God when goodness isn't the focus Lord when there's a global pandemic and what's left of that is burning itself down Lord you're sending your fire to resurrect the church to life You've always sent your fire to stir us up and not destroy us. This morning, God, we want to receive it. God, we want to be postured like those 120 in that upper room, God. Lord, we want to be in unity in the fact that our God is the same God. Lord, we want to be in unity in the fact, God... That you intend to use us for your glory and for your honor. Father, we can't control what we can't control. But Lord, we can stand in submission to you. So Jesus, have your way with us today. We pray it in your precious name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Welcome home. Yeah. I said welcome home. Amen. Some of you are excited to be in the house of the Lord. What do we do when what we've always done isn't what we do anymore? Come on, someone. What do we do when what we're used to doing, God says, I want you to do something a little different. What do we do when the way we used to live, God says, I want you to live a little different. What do we do when the way we, we used to respond, God says, I want you to respond a little different. Come on, church. What we do is we embrace the leading of the Spirit of God. We let the fire of His Holy Spirit purify our hearts and lives so that we can receive what He's trying to speak to us. In the last few weeks, God has postured our hearts 
and, and give us an overwhelming word as, as an eldership team, as a leadership team, and as a church to prepare our hearts for revival. But I want to give you a, an idea, a thought process of revival. So much of the Western world church has been focused on when God does something, when God does revival, it's God doing something in the world. It, it's God bringing in the lost. It's, it's God uh, um, doing supernatural stuff out in the world. But I, I want to show you a little something. When, when God sends revival, it has always been less about what he's doing in the world and more about what he's doing in his people so his people get postured to be used by his power to then touch the world. So I would say to you this morning, in our heart posture towards revival, revival for us is not about what God is doing in the world. It's about what God's doing in us. Come on, church. It's about, it's about fire purifies the thing it's burning. The Spirit of God saturates the thing it's filling. Come on, church. I want you to posture yourself this way. There's, there's been a, just a ton of scripture that God has given over and over and over again. I'm going to get to a few of those as quick as I can. In 2 Chronicles uh, chapter 20, uh, Lynette got this, this one uh, last week as we was leaving the building. And, and they have lived in it and have built it for you in a sanctuary for your name saying, If disaster comes upon us, the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine... We will stand before this house and before you and your name is in this house and cry out to you in our affliction and you will hear and save us. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. God's doing it. Today, today is May 31st. But do you realize that the United States of America is the only country that writes the date with the month first? And then the day. Every other country writes the day first and then the month. So every other country will write today as the 31st of the fifth day of 2020. Hello, somebody. So Isaiah chapter 31 verse 5. Y'all not ready. It says, like birds hovering, so the Lord of hosts will protect Jerusalem. Come on, somebody. He will protect and deliver it. He will spare and rescue it. That's five thirty. That's Isaiah thirty-one five. Come on, and it's no coincidence, church, that in the midst of a global pandemic, that when that's not enough, that the enemy will be set loose in a specific time over specific situations to begin to watch people destroy themselves. To prove more and more and more that the world does not have the answer. To prove more and more that government does not have the solution. To prove more and more that our faith must be in God. 
The God who says, look, when pestilence come, I'm the one who's going to save my people. Amen. When pestilence and darkness come, I'm the one who's going to use my people for my glory. And so it's no, it's no coincidence, church, that it's Pentecost Sunday in the midst of a global pandemic. And it's the first Sunday we get to return back to the building that God wants to speak to us. Not about the world, not about a global pandemic, but about us. you got to embrace what God is speaking. Or you'll miss what God is doing. Acts chapter 2. Or, or verse, Acts chapter 1 verse 4 through 8. While staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard of me, for John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from hence. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said, it's not for you to know the times or season that the Father has fixed on his own authority. Do you understand? Jesus doesn't even know when he's returning. Come on, church. But if you... But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the world. Now the culmination of that we understand is in Acts chapter 2. Which is where we're living, where we're thinking, where we're breathing this morning. What we're thinking about God is moving in our hearts and how God is speaking to us. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and when the day of Pentecost arrived. Hello, I, I need y'all to understand something. That's today. They were all together in one place. Up until today, we've been together, but we hadn't been in one place. I said, up today, this church is taking this journey together, but we hadn't been in one place. Now today, here we are together in one place. Come on, church. I said, here we are together in one place. And suddenly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled an entire house where they were sitting. And, come on, church. Divided tongues of fire appeared to them and rested on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spake in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. So, Father, today we want to ask you to bless the reading of the word to the hearing of our ear and the receiving of our heart in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. Now, we got another service that starts in about 35 minutes, so y'all need to hold on. <laughs> you signed up for first service, not me. Pentecost. 50 days since the resurrection. Jesus says, go to the upper room and wait. How many of you, peop how many of you know there were some people who, 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 who probably loved the Lord and were inspired by his resurrection, but did not understand the command to wait? There were some people who encountered their dead loved ones that had been resurrected from the grave. And felt and understood the power of Jesus. Who said, why do we need to wait? 
If God is already doing this. But Jesus said, wait. We've already seen the resurrection. Hello, somebody. Not only have we seen Jesus, but we've witnessed all our grave, all our cemeteries empty. Y'all not listening to me. You got to read your Bible. Why do we have to wait? Why do we have to wait? Because God was doing something beyond their understanding. God was not doing something just for that day. God was doing something for all eternity. God was founding his church. Y'all know? In Acts chapter 2, the founding of the church was happening. And God had it timed out. God had it right. And God was doing it with sight. He was doing it with sound. And I want to put to you this morning, right? God has always had to do something in the midst of a pandemic in order to revive his people. Fire has always been an important part of the Bible. Hello, church. I said, fire's always been an important part of the Bible. It represents God's anointing. It represents God's presence in a way that cannot be denied. Can I take you on a quick journey as we look at this? In the Old Testament, we know uh, an area where fire was first introduced, that it was something no one had ever seen before. Not like this. It's called the burning bush. God's anointing, God's holiness was there in Exodus chapter 3. God showed himself to Moses in a burning bush. Now I want to put to you in, in, in this, in the backside of a desert, it's probably, it's probably not strange to see a bush burning. When there hadn't been any rain, come on church, and, and it's real dry and Sparks happen here or there for whatever reason. Stuff can catch on fire. It's probably not uncommon to see a fire in a desert burning like this. But what is uncommon is to see a fire and uh, what's on fire not be consumed. And Moses was like, that's a strange thing. I've seen fire before. But man, that bush is so dry, it, it should burn up in a heartbeat. Raise your hand if you've ever burnt your, your, your Christmas tree at the end of Christmas. How fast does that dude go up? And I know some of y'all firebugs do it on purpose because y'all like to see just how fast it'll burn. That thing's so dry. You're like, 10 seconds, that's a new record. Imagine that. Moses is anticipating that thing to fizzle out quick, but it doesn't. I got to go check this. I got to go see what is happening over there. And he gets to this bush and all of a sudden a reverence comes over him. There's something, there's someone that's greater than who he is there. And God speaks to Moses out of that thing. And he says to him, what? Take off your shoes because you on holy ground. Why did he say that? Because God is now taking Moses to a place he ain't never been before. And see, I want to put it to you this morning. When we think about the fire of Pentecost and what God wants to do with us as a church in this community and in the world. Listen, I want you to understand, I believe that God wants to pour himself out on us in a fiery way to let us understand he plans to do something with us he never done he wants to take us someplace we ain't never been before I'm with you I'm a little sad that church is a little different than it used to be come on church but I'm a little happy, I'm a lot happy to be honest with you that I understand that God wants to take us somewhere we've never been before. And in order to do that, he's got to shake up what we used to do. 
Take off your shoes. This is a holy place. Understand, this is not just an ordinary place. Listen to me, church. God is tired of us just having ordinary church. And God's people need to be tired of coming and having church and nobody getting saved, nobody getting delivered, nobody getting filled with the Holy Spirit, nobody's life changing. We just come in and have some songs and a little poetic word and then we go home and go, man, that was a good little church today. No, God wants to rock us every day. God wants to shake us every day. Y'all need to pray for second service because that was none in my notes. Listen, when God anoints something for his purpose, it changes what it was. Yeah. That nothing is the same after it's been touched by fire. I said nothing. Some of y'all stayed in the same because you refused to be touched. God wants to anoint us. God wants to change us. God wants to fill us for his glory and his honor. And God don't want us to stay the same as we were. The worst thing that can happen out of this thing is that we remain the same as we ever were before. Some people are going to come out on the other side worse than they were before. Moses learned a lesson from the rod. God's changing stuff, y'all. It used to just be a stick. But when I give it to God, it eats up all his enemies. This is where it all begins in our lives. And so many people are seeking for the Holy Spirit in their life. And, and I want to remove the idea of Pentecostalism from the Holy Spirit. I, I want you to put that out of your mind, right? I want you to understand that when God fills us with his fire, right, it looks like what he wants it to look like in our hearts and lives. I'm going to say it to you. We are all in the same storm, but we all ain't in the same boat. And that goes to show you that we all are in the need of the outpouring of the presence and spirit of God and the fire of God. But that fire of God is going to touch my spirit different than it touches yours. But you know what I want to do? I want to celebrate what God's doing in your life. I, I want to honor what God is doing in your life. If you're seeking that, right, it begins by a heart and a life that's separated for the work of the kingdom of God. That's why God says, take off your shoes because this is a holy place. It's a sanctification spot. Moses, I'm not just doing something in people around you. I'm doing something in you too. You say, Pastor, I thought you were talking about God using a pandemic. Yeah, that was a pandemic, a global pandemic in their world of slavery. 450 years, they've been in quarantine. And God starts a fire in a bush and says, quarantine's over. I help somebody. Come on, y'all. I'm doing something. I'm breaking the chains of slavery. See, you just thought Egypt was your slave master. Oh, my. But Moses, your refusal to allow me to cleanse your life. Come on, there's bigger slaves than Pharaoh. 
How about, how about a fire that was known as a pillar of fire? God, come on. It means God will, God, God will guide you with his fire. We know that God at night, right? He led them by cloud during the day and a pillar of fire by night. But I want you to remember also that this pillar of fire, God uh, used to protect them from Pharaoh's army. He positioned this pillar of fire between Pharaoh and his people while they crossed the Red Sea. Do you understand that? He positioned it there in between them and their demonic oppression. God wants to guide us into his promised land. And so much of the promised land has, has been in our mind as a Western world, as a, prosper, a place of prosperity. But listen, what God wants you to understand is the promised land is a place where God deems to live with us, to walk with us like he did with Adam, to be with us in his power and in his presence. I've got to take you to a place where we can be together. And so I'm going to use my fire, amen, to block demonic oppression in your life. Come on, church. And the only thing Israel had to do was follow. I said the only thing Israel had to... See, sometimes we make deliverance so complicated. All you got to do is follow. All you got to do is follow. Hey, you know what the international sign of surrender is? Wherever you lead. Come on, send your fire, Lord. Send your fire, Lord. Obedience is the key, church. This reminds us that God will lead us by fire and his Holy Spirit. And we must listen to what he is speaking and follow him. So much of demonic oppression in our life is because we are comfortable with living with it. But when the fight, come on, so much of demonic oppression in our lives because we're comfortable with living with it. And when God sends his fire in our life, it's to make you uncomfortable with living with that thing that's not of him. It's to make you uncomfortable with living with that thing, right? And then God wants to use that fire, amen, to separate you from that thing, amen, that's been oppressing you so that you can understand and taste and see his salvation, amen, for a moment in time and trust in the fact that if God is cleansing me, God will protect me. If God is leading me, listen, where he's guiding, he's providing. And I know that his fire will not only cleanse me, but it will protect me. The Hebrew children, I got to go. I told you to buckle up. They were thrown into. Some of y'all are with me this morning. I know it's been, it's been 10 weeks. I, I want to put it to you. They weren't thrown in an oven. They were thrown into fire. In church. Are you, here's three. Of God's children who prove to us that in the midst of fire, God will be with us.
God is using fire to change his children's life. Yeah. Oh, King Nebi, he had this golden, <laughs> he had this golden thing built, right? Come on, church. And, 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 and all of a sudden, at the sound of music, everybody was supposed to bow down. You, if you were there and you heard this trumpet, you see the three Hebrew boys, everybody else bowed down and, and they standing up. And, and old King Nebi, he's not happy. Throw them boys in the fire. Those boys weren't afraid of fire. Because they understood that God always uses fire for his glory and his honor. And they said, no, we're not doing that. In, the, in, a, in a day and age, in their lifetime, when oppression came from the government they were under, they didn't sign petitions. They didn't scream and holler. They said, if God can't deliver us, well, so we're going to posture our heart to worship. We love this song. Let praise be my weapon. But we prove how powerful we believe that our worship is. In times and in moments where we, refer, we would prefer to flex our strength instead of worship our God. And, and they said, look here, Mr. Mr. King. They said, look here. What we're going to do is we're going to worship. What we're going to do is we're going to worship. Okay? And, and, and what we're not going to do is worship you. But what we're going to do is worship God. And, and so we don't have a need to answer you on this matter. They said, we don't have a need to answer you on this matter. What we have a need to do is answer God. So we're going to worship, right? We don't have a need, right, to start all of these petitions. We don't have a need to start. I'm, I know I'm, I'm meddling. I know I'm meddling. All we need to do is worship God. See, and so they're thrown into this fire by old King Nebi. And, 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 and what happens is, in the midst of all of that, King Nebi looks over and he sees them worshiping in the fire. He threw them in. And he said, hey, wait a minute. Now, this is a pagan king. Y'all better get this. This is a pagan king. He don't know God. He's not a worshiper of God. As a matter of fact, he's a worshiper of false gods. And he has demanded that people worship him. He has set himself up as a god. Are you with me? And he looks into this fire and he asks the guys that are still alive. What threw those three? Because some of them died. And said, hey, did we throw three guys in there? And they said, yes, king, we threw three of them in there. He said, how come I see four and one of them looks like the son of God? I want the church to answer a question for me. How did King Nebi, a pagan, know what Jesus looked? 
Because when the fire of God comes and the fire of God protects his people, the glory of God is always revealed. The Son of God is always glorified, not only by his people, but by a lost and dying world. I'm telling you this morning that when God pours out his fire, if we'll stand in his presence and worship, God will not only fill us with his glory, but he'll introduce himself to a lost and dying world. And it'll be the world who says we see Jesus. We see Jesus. Weren't those people in the same fire we were in? Yep. Hey, weren't those people suffering the same oppression we were? Yep. How come when we look at them, we see them worshiping and dancing and celebrating? How come when we look at them, we see Jesus? Y'all not listen to me. I don't even know what was in my notes. Holy Spirit, fire, and Pentecost, it reminds me I'm never alone. I'm never alone. I want you to understand that night when I was driving home from work and I had been seeking the power of the Holy Spirit in my life and I had been fasting and I had to pull off the side of the road because the Holy Ghost came on me so bad that I couldn't even drive. I couldn't even see. Amen. God was just moving in my heart and life. I want you to understand something, church. It was at that moment that I never realized how alone in life I really felt. It was at that moment when I felt the presence of God come and say, you're never alone. I promise you I'll never leave you and forsake you. And let me prove it to you by living deep down inside of you that wherever you go I go and wherever I go you go we are together we are one that's the feeling of the Holy Spirit no matter what we're going through when the fire of God is allowed to come into our life amen God proves himself that he is with us and I want the church to know not only firm foundation ministries of Centerville not only firm foundation ministries of Kalamazoo I want the body of Christ to know that in the midst of a global pandemic and in the middle of a time when the devil has unloosed himself to destroy the world around us God is shaking this place and saying to us you're not alone I'm with you rejoice in me saith the Lord find your strength in me because I greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world God takes the fire and it turns us into something miraculous. He said in Isaiah 43, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, there shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And I'll tell you what, those three Hebrew children, you know the great, the, the great testimony of their life when they came out of that fire? They don't even smell like smoke. Tyler, you ever wonder what they smelled like? Maybe it was like Brute by Fabuse. <laughs> My dad used to wear Brute by Fabuse. You know what? You know what? To this day, I go old school sometimes with my aftershave. Old Spice. Oh, come on. Reminds me of my dad. I tell my wife, I get out the old spot, the glass bottle too, right? Like, now, now, there we go, right? Now, they, they sell in a plastic bottle now, right? No, 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 I found a glass one. And you put that on and you just go, man, that's old school right there. That's smooth. That is smooth. I don't know what this little girly perfume is a lot of these guys wear today. But you know what? Old spot, that's a man's, that's what they smell like. That's the anointing. Little old spice. I'm just reminiscing about my dad. Hello, somebody. God answers by fire. Let me tell you how God deals with religious apathy. 
Ooh, with fire. Uh, it's called Elijah on Mount Carmel. God answers by fire. We don't have to be afraid or answer ourselves. First Kings 18, it's simple. We see God using fire. And Elijah is faced with a battle. 450 prophets of Baal. Over 800 false prophets there. They built an altar. And these prophets began to dance and shout and sing and cut themselves. And their God didn't answer. And Elijah did a little poke. And he said, hey, you know what? Maybe you should do it a little louder. Maybe he's asleep. Maybe taking a nap. You sure he ain't on vacation? I like Elijah. You talk a little smack. When it was Elijah's turn, you know what he did? In the midst of a drought, he said, bring me some water. Bring your water. We ain't got any water to spare. He said, bring it. What you going to do with that water, Elijah? I'm going to pour it on that wood. Hey, Elijah, newsflash, wet wood don't burn. <laughs> Not just one barrel, two barrel, three barrel, four barrel. Pull it on there. Soak it in. Y'all ever tried to start fire with wet wood? You know why it don't work? Because you ain't Elijah. I tried to start a fire in the backyard the other day in our fire pit, and it wouldn't light. And, and I was thinking, man, if I can just get it hot enough, some of this wet wood will burn. And I couldn't get it done. And I walked in the house, and my wife said, what's the matter? I said, I'm not Elijah. <laughs> he doused the altar with water. With so much water, not only did it wet the wood, but it filled the ditches. It, he was going beyond what was necessary. And Elijah prayed a 63-word prayer. And God sent fire from heaven and burnt the sacrifices. And the ditches dried up. God answered by fire. Then you call on the name of your gods. And I'll call on the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire. So all the people said, I like it. We want to see fire. Let me tell you something. There's a lost and dying world out there that regardless of what they say about religion, Christianity, deep down in their heart, they want to see us on fire for God. I know they do. They want to see us living in the reality of the power of God. They want to see us pray for the sick and the sick recover. They want to see us walking in the power and anointing of God. They want to see us cast out devils. Listen, the times they call you a hypocrite is because they're saying, show me what's real. And Elijah said, let me, let me show you something. I need to introduce you to somebody. And let me just tell you something this morning. Right in the few minutes that I have left here, I need you to grab a hold of this. See, Pentecost, Pentecost answers slavery. It answers government oppression. It answers demonic oppression. And it answers religious apathy. I set y'all up. In Acts chapter 2, it's time to stir up the gift of the Holy Spirit and let the fire of Pentecost burn in our lives. Right? The greatest need of this hour, the greatest need of this hour is for the church to be renewed afresh in the Pentecostal fire of God. 
and the outpouring. I'm not talking about what you're thinking about when you think about Pentecostalism. Get it out of your mind. I'm talking about the fire of God being poured out on His church again, renewing His people back to life where we're unafraid to preach the gospel, where we stand up and say, my Lord is my Lord, where we stand in the face of demonic oppression and say, greater is He that lives in me than he that's in the world. When we stand in the midst of the slavery of addictions and burdens and chains are broken off because we're saying, I'm standing in the power and the fire of God. When our attitudes suck. God comes and renews our mind and gives us joy. I want you to know, church, elections ain't going to solve your problem. More money's not going to solve your problem. Free handouts ain't going to solve the problem. Being free from any struggle whatsoever isn't going to solve your problem. The greatest need for the hour is for the church to have a fresh Pentecost fire. We need more of a touch in our lives to let our lives be transformed by God. We need to be changed by fire. And let me tell you why. Let me tell you what I, I think. See, in the South, revival used to look like this, whether we need it or not. It would start on Wednesday night. Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and end on Sunday morning. And we had four or five services. People shouted. I saw people do the glory run. I saw people who were slaves to sin get up and run around the church like they were free, only to be a slave to that very sin as soon as they walked out the door. I seen people run the pews. And the next day, we'll walk out of the liquor store. Revival for the church looks like a people who've been changed. And revival for the church is not a set of meetings that has a start date and a finish date. Because let me tell you something. Fire is never satisfied. Fire burns as long as there's fuel. You want me to tell you why revival fires die out? Because we stop feeding the fuel. Our God is a consuming fire. That's Hebrews 12, 20. This means God's never finished, right? He's never reached a point where he said, you're holy enough, you're spiritual enough, you're disciplined enough, you're cleansed enough, you're purified enough, so my fire is finished in your life. No, God never reaches that point where he's ever finished with us. You're going to hear a message next week from Breno that says, listen, if, if it ain't good, God ain't finished. Amen. Uh, and we got to keep finishing this thing. We got to keep fueling this fire. We got to continue to let God burn in our hearts and lives. God's determination is not to just touch us but to consume us with his fire church. We are the Pentecost fire light for right now. Let me say it again. We are the light for right now and the one thing that we cannot do is allow our witness to be ruined during this time. Put, put, put the next one up there. Watch this. On Pentecost, God made us stewards of his fire. 
Do you understand that the book of Acts isn't finished? There was no the end. Am I all right, Bible student? Bible college graduate, am I okay? Yeah, Acts didn't have a the end. It's, it's still being written. Do you understand, when you read the book of Acts, you're reading a book that is currently still being written. Luke said, there's a whole lot more to do. I can't, I can't say this at the end. I can't, I can't say the end, right? Because, see, God on Pentecost made us stewards of his fire, not just to be on fire for him, but to be a distribution center for which his fire would be released on planet Earth. Oh, come on, church. What do we want to do with Pentecost? Do we want to just be consumers of the, God, of the fire of God? Do we just want to say, that was for me and for nobody else? Sorry about your luck. You didn't get any of what I got. Or do we want to be a distribution center, amen, for the fire of God on planet earth? And I would tell you right now, I believe that God has postured the body of Christ, the church, and even firm foundation ministries to be a place of distribution for his glory and for his honor, to be a place of distribution for freedom from slavery, for freedom from oppression, for freedom from religious apathy, for freedom from uh, demonic oppression. God has called us to be a distribution center. And I say to all of you back your truck up and fill yourself up because God's got all you need God and his fire are inseparable fire has always been a symbol of the divine presence of God in the Old Testament we receive the presence of God and we see it as a rainbow Anytime we see it today, oh, there's God promised. He'd always be with us and he'd never flood the earth again. We still say it today, don't we? <laughs> but in the New Testament, it was fire. And I want to say to us as believers, how come we don't stand around the campfire and go, man, God's with me. Look at that fire. In the New Testament, it was fire. The cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was on it by night. Anyone can see fire, but it's not the fire you see that changes your life. It's the fire you receive. It's not what we say about God that changes lives. It's the quantity and the quality of the presence on the character of our Lord manifested through us that's going to change a lost and dying world. And I want to say to you, I believe with all my heart that God has postured the church to come out on the other side of this pandemic with a voice that cannot be denied anymore. Yeah. With a power that cannot be denied anymore. My church. Those people in that 120 or in that upper room, those 120 people in that, in that upper room, they're not the only ones who knew they were waiting for something. 
Do you understand that there was a lost world, a religious world, that watched that 120 people walk into that upper room and not come out for 10 days? Can you imagine every day as they walk by, are they still up there? Are they still praying? Are they still waiting? What are they doing up there? I, I will tell you today that there is a lost and dying world that's watching us. There's people driving by right now who are, who are probably not happy that we're meeting. And I'm not talking about just lost people. What they doing in there? Let me tell you what we're doing. We were told to wait. And at the right time, we were told to lift our hand and worship the God who answers by fire. The God, listen, they, they didn't come out of that upper room the same as they went in. And not only did they know something was different, there was a lost and dying world who watched them up there for 10 days who knew something was different. And it was so different that Peter had to tell them, look, we ain't drunk as you suppose. We're just full of the... Somebody, I would that the church should be so full of the fire of God that the world, when we walked out, would say, Whoa, something different about you. What happened? You've been hitting the wine? Yeah, it's called new wine, and I'm full of his glory. I'm full of his honor. I don't talk like I used to. I don't act like I used to. I ain't going where I used to, you know? Not because I don't, I don't, I can't, but because I don't want to. There's a fire that's cleansed me, who's taken me to a place I've never been before, and it's a place in God, a place full of his power, a place of freedom, a place of joy, a place where I'm not y'all not helping me it's a fire that changed me the fire of Pentecost wants to come into our life because we're stewards of it I got to move on because I only got two minutes get up here come on come on I got I got I don't know what to do for you God will never be satisfied to just touch you he wants to consume you Body, mind, soul, spirit. He wants everything. And the best illustration that I can think of this church is when Samson tied those tails of those foxes together and lit them on fire. Now, little, little guys, I'm not advocating that you tie tails of critters together and light them on fire. Hello, somebody. Samson manages to catch 300 foxes. Now, that's a, in and of itself. And then he sorts them by twos. And he takes them to a Philistine's field. And here's the kicker. He ties their tails together. Did they stay still? He's only got two hands. And he lit their tails on fire. And let me tell you something. Those foxes had never been so motivated in all their life. When the fire hit their fur, they were on a mission. I said, when the fire hit their fur, they were on a mission. And it was to go into all the world and spread that fire. See, they didn't even know it, amen? But they did their job. See, some of y'all need to get lit so much on fire for God that you don't even understand that your job is to go into the world and spread that fire. That fire changed them, and they were never the same again. That's a picture of Pentecost. I, would, I wish you'd stand with me in this place today. Come on, church.
if there was ever a time when we need a fresh fire, it's today. It's today. God's not satisfied with just touching us. Come on, church. He wants to consume us and change us for his glory and for his honor. If there was ever a time when we need a fresh fire, it's today. I need you to understand. The Bible's called me to be wise. And I appreciate your eldership team during this time. And we've been meeting. We've been making phone calls and we've been chatting with local leaders in powerful places. I need you to pray for the eldership meeting tomorrow night. We got uh, State Representative Aaron Miller coming in to talk to us as an eldership team. Come on. And I said to him, brother, I need you to come and speak to us as a voice of authority to tell us what we don't know. To help us understand what we can't comprehend because of what we don't know. So that when we speak, we can speak with authority of wisdom. I'm not just playing patty cake. You see, when God said wait, they did their diligence. They went and prayed. And some of those folk that went up in that upper room and prayed didn't even like each other when they went up there. Read your Bible. They were still fussing with each other about who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom. Who's going to sit on his left hand and his right hand. But God gave them some time to say, I want you to come into unity about what I'm doing on the earth. And about what I am through you on the earth. And in that time, God brought them together and he poured himself out on them. Will you pray with me today? I want everybody in this church, come on, pray with me today. Come on, right now, I want you to pray with me today. I want you to say it, come on. Please, God. I need more than just a touch. I need a transformation. I want more than just a blessing. I want you to consume me. I want you to set me on fire until everything about me is changed. Burn up everything in me that's not like you. Come on, church, so you can burn through me and make a difference in the world that I live in. Do it, God. Do it, God. Do it, God. God, we stand in your presence right now as your people, God, in submission to you, and we say, God, consume us. Consume us. Consume us, God, for your glory. Set us on fire today for your glory, God. Lord, make your fire more than about running the pews. Make your fire more than about, Lord, some kind of outward expression. Make it about something you did inside of us, God, that touched us and changed us. Nothing that's touched by fire changes, God, or leaves the same. It's always changed. And so, God, we want to be changed for your glory and for your honor. Do it, God. Do it for your glory. Do it for your honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Hallelujah. Bless them, Jesus. Come on, come on. Come on, you can sing this song. Feel it in the wind you're about to ride in. Parents, you can be dismissed if you Say want to go get your kids. Your spirit out.
Come on, lift your hands. You said that you would fall on So come. Come on, come on. Come on, keep going. Oh, so come. We surrender to your
Father. We trust you. We trust you. Thank you, Lord, for your glory. Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, God, for the pouring out of your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you deal with our hearts and our lives. Thank you, God, that you speak to us. And Lord, we want to say this morning in this place, we never want to be the same. God, we never want to be the same. We're going to press into you, Jesus. We're going to receive more of your fire, more of your glory, more of your honor. We're going to press into you, Jesus. Lord, as a church, we're going to press into you, Jesus. As a ministry, we're going to press into you, Jesus. Just pour it out. Lord, we don't know what the end of this current situation looks like, but we do know what your presence looks like. And so, God, we want to be in your presence. Lord, we don't want to say we're in the middle of a global pandemic. (laughs) We want to say we're a people who are in the middle of an eternal God's presence. For a moment in time in history to reveal him to who he is to a lost and dying world. And so, Lord, here we are on Pentecost Sunday. And we're saying, Lord, we're putting aside ideologies and denominationalism. And we're saying, Lord, change us. Change us for your glory. Change us for your honor. Do what only you can do. We pray it in Jesus' precious name. We pray it in Jesus' precious name. Come on, someone say it. We pray it in Jesus' precious name. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise in this place. God bless you. Hallelujah. Receive God this today and prepare for what God is doing with us each and every time we get to gather ourselves together. Church is never going to look the same and somebody say amen. Amen. It's glory. As we move from one spot to the next, God's going to take us from grace to grace to grace. Amen? And the goodness of God's going to fill our heart and life. I'm going to say to you this morning, if you've been watching online, and this is a morning where you received God in a new and fresh way, let us know. Let us know. I'm going to say to you this morning that if you're watching and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ and you want to give your heart and life to the Lord, we're going to pray with you right now. So we want you to bow your head and pray after us. Father, I'm a sinner and I've sinned against you. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I repent of my sins and I ask for your forgiveness. I ask you to wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me. As far as the east is from the west, my sins never to be remembered again. I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior and know for sure heaven is my home. Satan, I renounce you in Jesus' name. You are no longer the Lord of my life. I serve the risen Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Come on, if you gave your heart and life to the Lord right now, we're celebrating with you. We're celebrating with you. Let us know. We want to be in contact with you. If you don't have a home church, we'd love to see you. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Hey, thank you for being here in church today. If you can, exit out those side doors there. Let those who are coming in this way. We understand if you haven't picked up your children yet, you can do that. Amen. God bless you. And and tell someone in a social distancing way how much you love them. Amen. In Jesus' name.